Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Wednesday morning. Glad that you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. I want to thank all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Uh, Strange Brew. Joel, are you still brewing it up at home? Still, I am. I thinking? brewed some good old hazelnut yesterday and mm. with the snow on the ground. and I just That feels right. A cup of Strange Brew hazelnut in the cup. Yeah. It was a great day. That's 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 good stuff. That's good stuff. For Every you. day's a good day to be Joel T. Yesterday was a great day to be Joel T. Well, there you go. Snow, coffee. What else could you, family? What else could a man ask for? Talking there, to so. the third person like the Rock over here. I know the Joel. <laughs> the Joel says it's a great day to be a bulldog. If you smell what the Joel is cooking, take your cup. Brew it up all nice. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't do that. That'll, that'll be that hot. Turn that sun gun That'll be hot. Pour it down your gullet. Oh, okay. That's better. Alrighty then. I didn't know that The Rock... You know, Hey, if you can get The Rock to be your advertiser, great. If you can't, Joel and I do passable impressions. Yeah. I bet he was... I bet he's a little... His price tag's a little higher. Uh, probably so. Did you see that he, he... Did you see this video that went around like last week or so about him? No. We're, we're way off the rails already. That where he lived for a while in Walls, Mississippi... I, I did not. We're, We're going to claim that. him. Mississippian, The Mississippi's Rock. Mississippi's own The Rock. <laughs> Where was Jackie Sherrill on that one? Recruiting. Imagine if he had recruited The Rock somehow. Well, actually, I think he lived here. Like at the, He is out of high school or out of college at that point. He was still beginning his wrestling career. But still, Mississippi superstar The Rock. Strange Brew Coffee House. Uh College Corner, new year, new gear. It's time to it's time to start getting some new stuff. Time to out with the old, in with the new. Brand new Mississippi State gear. You need it for this upcoming baseball season. You need it for the spring. You just need it in your life. You need to get some new stuff. Everybody's tired. Is he wearing that same old shirt? How many times? People are saying that behind your back. I know. They tell me. It's People are talking about this, Joel. So, oh, there, there goes so-and-so wearing that same old beat-up. MSU Polo, or God forbid it's one of those Maroon is All That Matters t-shirts. Get something new already. Yeah. Get it at College Corner. Go to one of their two locations in the Jackson area or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. It's time for profits to be the name of the word of the day at your business, and the way to do that is to upgrade your technology. It's the year 2021. Why do you still have 2001's technology in your office? Call Advantage Business Systems today and let them upgrade you throughout your, your office, and get your systems running at peak efficiency. They've been putting businesses like yours on the map for nearly 50 years. Call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Yeah, we're going to have to watch this video of The Rock where he's talking to this guy who like let him live at his trailer in Walls, Mississippi. So what does The Rock do for the guy? 
Bought him a house? Bought him a brand, no, brand new Ford F-150, like fully loaded. <laughs> Probably more than the trailer's worth, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> so, it's really cool, though. <laughs> he sh- there's a, uh, I'm, well, I'm going to watch the video, but there's a really funny story in there. Uh, speaking of funny stories, it's time for the rumblings. We might have one. Uh, or two. Or, or, or two or three today. The rumblings are brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. You know, it. I've been putting all this great stuff on the on, on, you know out for the past few months of all this food I've been cooking, and uh, you know I, I've seen a lot of stuff you guys have been cooking too, and a lot of you guys have been cooking stuff from Welcome Home Beef, and I like to see that because I know that not only a you're visiting our sponsor, but b I know that you're eating good, I know that you're eating the best possible steak that money can buy, I know that you're eating some of the top top cows in this country. The top cows in this country want to be Welcome Home Beef steaks, five star cows, Joel. All right. This is this is they don't they don't recruit three star cows at Welcome Home Beef. All right. This is top of the line. All right. This is your this is your Najee Harris, your Jeff Simmons type cows that they are turning into steaks. Yeah, at they, they don't have those cows where you got to coach them up and you put, don't have to coach put, these cows. Put a one right? on them. Natural talent. Yeah. They, these things are just you take it off the grill and it's yeah. it's go time. Right off the hoof. Delicious. Amen. So why don't you get some five star beef? on your plate today. Call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them at welcomehomebeef.com. Find out if they'll ship to you. Man, if, if you can do it, do it. If not, well, then you need to get in the car and come on up here because you want that beef on the plate as soon as you can. And I promise you one thing about it. It just tastes good. All right, let's jump into the rumblings. Ah, I have like a, ra- a rattling in my ear. I don't know what's going on there. Mm-mm. Don't, 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 not with that. No, I'm fine. No, nothing wrong. Don't, don't even, don't you put that evil on me. All right. Our first question today comes to us from our friend, the Flying M, MSU History. Today we are ranking MSU Johns. Let's go. Here we go. John Bond, Johnny Cooks, John Cohen, John Carrero, the Knock It Out John guy, and John Reek. Shout out to John Knott. He didn't make this one, I guess. I'll include him as part of the Knock It Out John legacy. Though. Okay, sure. Uh, it's kind of tough, but John Reek, you're at the bottom, son. John Reek is dead last, although I wish he had been first. When they <laughs> signed him, I was like, this is going to be great. Well, it? if we go all biblical, the last shall be first. So, and the, It's true, but the first shall also be last, so it doesn't really work out yeah, that way. It's not. Uh, so John Reek is, what we got here, six? Six, all right. I think Knock It Out John guy is fifth, to be totally honest. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Because I don't know that, that guy's name is actually John. No, he's just known for hollering at John's. All right. Shout I'm, out to him for starting the legacy of Knock It Out Joel back right. in the day as well. It's true. It's true. Uh, so we got four left. I think John Bond is number one. I, I, I tend to agree. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, he just kind of has that larger-than-lifeness about him yeah. a little bit. I think he's one. Anybody who beats LSU four straight years in football gets to be number one, in my opinion. Uh, then for two, I'm torn between John Cohen, Cohen and Johnny and Cooks. Cooks. I think Johnny tempt- Cooks had the high, the better playing career at Mississippi State, but then you have I'm, John Cohen's coaching. And, and and he's the AD, and I think his tentacles you know, have been everywhere in this his university. His tentacles. His tentacles. Not his fingerprints. No, his tentacles. His tentacles. Because if any, I mean, John Cohen's hands, yeah, tentacles. tentacles. Well, when you're an AD, you got to have tentacles. 
Because, like, octopus has tentacles, right? I, I know what yeah. they are. Yeah. I mean, you can't just have two. I didn't, you expect, have them. I didn't expect tentacles to be you used. You have to have tentacles in the baseball program, in we've the football said, program, we're, we're in the basketball program. We're pulling a Ted Lasso program. here. We've said tentacles too many times. It's losing its meaning. <laughs> tentacles, you know. <laughs> He's a man uh, that has his... He's a jack of all trades. Yes. He's it, a john of all trades. His... His touch has been on the entire athletic okay. department. So then we're set. So I think he's two. Here, here's our here's our John rankings: Bond, Cohen, Cooks, Carrero, Knock It Out, John, Reek. That's it. That's it. Very good. All right, <clears throat> Justin Strawn, six twenty nine p.m. Very good. To say John Cohen was intense as a coach might be an understatement. I find it interesting that most of his high profile hires. Moorhead, Leach, McCray, Penson, and Lamonis don't seem to share that same on-the-field intensity. Do either of you find that as interesting as I do? Well, I hadn't really thought about it until you mentioned it, to be honest with you. I hadn't really thought about it either, but that is kind of interesting. That You know, you would think he would kind of look for maybe a little bit of a carbon copy of himself, and he hadn't, he hadn't necessarily done that, but I do think that all the coaches he has hired from Moorhead mm-hmm. um, to McCray, Penson, I think they are like him in that I kind of feel like they are studious like yeah that that kind of yeah i thought with moorhead especially what probably attracted him to or going to him was that moorhead seemed joe seemed very very organized yes you know he struck me as a guy detail oriented um i think with lamonis uh clearly the it's it, we've only seen lamonis argue with an umpire one time we saw cohen do it all the time um but i think lamonis shared the passion for recruiting that john did and that's why, and he knew that Mississippi State, you know, this is something we've talked about with Cohen before, that in baseball, I mean, X's and O's are not just a huge part of the game. There is some strategy, obviously, and we saw Lamonis, like he employed the shift the first time ever at Mississippi State. Yeah, and does it a lot. And does, does it a lot. And it seems to work out a lot for him. But Lamonis is a recruiter, first and foremost, and that's, you know, he's a good baseball coach. Don't take me to say that he's not, but his, his, his calling card is going to be recruiting. Yep. Uh, McCray Penson, sort of the same thing, I think. You know, I think she's she's more of a recruiter, uh, but not to say that she's not a good coach. Leach is an but the football guys and, and Joe. I mean, we saw him in action. Joe loved to recruit. Joe's a good recruiter. He, he, he was a good recruiter. Leach, and, not a great recruiter by nature, but he's doing okay. But I think with the football guys more than anything else, those guys were X's and O guys. So it's that I've heard this said. I've heard this said about John Cohen. I don't know that it's true, but the the it's that. He believes that, you know, in football and basketball, it's about talent. I'm sorry, in basketball and baseball, it's about talent, right? X's and O's are, are okay, but you, if you just have better players, you probably win more than you lose. In football, Mississippi State is never going to out-recruit Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M. You have to out-scheme them. So that's why he hired Moorhead, and that's why he hired Leach. I don't know if John Cohen believes it, but I think Joel Coleman does. That yeah, makes sense. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> on the surface. That said, you know, good players don't hurt you in football either. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, that's it John, Justin. That is an interesting... Uh, Dichotomy, shall we say? We're using big words today on the uh, on the Thunder and Lightning podcast. What's dumber: live streaming yourself storming the U.S. Capitol or fake dog peeing to get a fifteen? First off, it's urination simulation. Let's yeah. let's clean up this verbiage here. So, what's dumber: the the live live streaming, streaming yourself charging yeah. the U.S. Capitol because that is a crime. That's a crime. Uh, nobody's ever going to put Elijah Moore on a no fly list. No, tell him he can't buy a gun. People maybe not be able to vote. People are know. on camera doing stupid stuff all the time. Yeah, but not committing crimes. Yes, that's so. that's not intelligent. That's right. All right, last one. As a Dodgers fan, I was very saddened to learn of the passing of Tommy Lasorda last Friday. As a Giants fan, I was I was saddened by it as well. You know, he was the first manager that I really uh, hated. 
Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. and I'm sure you you can yeah. kind of relate oh, yeah, to that yeah. being a yeah. Giants fan. But you know, Braves are in the West. Can't stand when it. I'm six years old, you know, Braves are the first season of that 14 straight division title run. Yeah, they're neck and neck with LA all the way. Yeah. So Tommy Lasorda is obviously the guy that's always I'm seeing on interviews and stuff. And I'm like, I don't like that guy. So you know, <laughs> larger than life. You, you learn though to respect a guy like that. You think, you think about baseball so. managers nowadays? There's nobody like that anymore. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that's a personality. They're all the most dull guys ever. Anyway, shortly after I heard about it, I was very angry because I saw the Dodgers released a statement on his passing from the most hated person among Dodger fans, former owner Frank McCourt. If a beloved Bulldog were to pass away, who is the last person state fans would want to hear from? My first thought was Larry Templeton, but maybe y'all can think of someone better. Larry Templeton's on the list. Nobody wants to hear from that guy. Maybe I'm... I don't know. To me, I... Growing up, Larry was the AD, and I just associate him with Mississippi State. Like, it doesn't bother me. You know, there are people that hear Larry, and they do the whatever you're doing over there right now. Like, I don't have that reaction. You should. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I wouldn't is, want... is it just because of the crew hire? Is that it? No. No. The guy consistently undersold Mississippi State and refused to bring... When you look at Greg Burns' tenure... Byrne didn't reinvent the wheel here at Mississippi State. He just started doing things that other schools were doing, but we thought he was a god. We're like, oh my god, we're going to be doing that? Because Templeton was just like, how, how can I get away with it as cheaply as possible? That was his whole, whole philosophy. I don't want to go down this road too far. But let's just say, like, I don't know, if, if Riley Self were to have a tragic accident, I don't want to hear from Andy Canazero. Let's put it that way. Is that, is, that, is that fair? That's, yeah. That's... I mean, right now, or if something were to happen to Victoria Vivians, I don't want to hear from Vic Schaefer right now. Okay. I mean, does that make sense? <laughs> I, I see what people you're who, saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, something happened to Nick Fitzgerald. Do you want to hear from Mullen? Yeah, I mean, the people that right now are not in, they're, they're, in good you know, races. Yeah. There's nobody like, because, I mean, owners are different. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to hear from uh, who, who, you know, MJ Daniels anytime soon. <laughs> you know, somebody <laughs> like that. I don't know why I would, but, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, all right, we got another one from the flying in. We've got to rank the MSU Chris's. we got five to rank. Chris Relf, Chris Jones, Chris Statton, Chris Stratton, I'm sorry, Chris Young, and Chris Lamonis. Are we leaving anybody out? Mm-hmm. Trying to think Probably. of another Chris. Chris White. Chris White should be on this list, I'll be honest with you. Anybody, I'm trying to think of you know, another baseball player. Chris Maloney. No. Well, I guess we can just rank who he gave us. All right, we're going to rank who he gave us. Um, Jones has a case for one. Jones and Ralph and Stratton all have a case for one. Lamonis doesn't have the tenure yet. Yeah, Lamonis is right in the middle. I think Chris Young is last. Probably. Okay, so so then Lamonis is fourth. That, that sounds rough and harsh, but he's only, he's he, only he coached one, one season, complete season and like ten games. That was a really good one. Yeah, and the other one had a lot of potential, but yeah. just so. for time's sake, Ralph is the quarterback that you know he owned Ole Miss. He owned Ole Miss. He won. He beat Michigan. He won two bowl games as a starter. He was the quarterback at the beginning of the renaissance of MSU football. Chris Jones, honestly, his MSU career not that impressive. No, it's more it's more about what he's done since then. You know, he's become a dominant force in the NFL. Super Bowl champ. And then Chris Stratton had maybe the best single season of any MSU pitcher of all time. Not named Ethan Small. Not named Ethan Small. That, But it also it culminated in 
and they didn't go to the, they didn't get past the regionals, right? Yeah. So I'm saying J- Ralph Jones. I think he might have this. I almost went right. I'm going to go Ralph Jones, Stratton, Lamonis, Young. Ralph Jones, Stratton. I'm tempted to flop Jones and Stratton just because Stratton was the SEC uh, pitcher of the year or whatever that that season. That's true. And even even though they didn't get far, I mean that's. That's a higher single accolade than Jones got here, right? Yeah. Did he did he win any sort of major? He's all SEC. I'll flip Stratton and Jones on my personal list. Okay, well, I can live with that then. So that's our official list then. Ralph, Stratton, Jones, Lamonis, Young. All right. Uh, what do we got here? Guy from Gulfport wants to know, in the spirit of Monday being the biggest football game of the season, who are the greatest Hale State big athletes with big slash size weight being the emphasis? Big. Is Renardo sitting? No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so weight isn't, but it's for size. I mean, Tierra McCowan was a monster among yeah. women. So I'm going to put Tierra McCowan on here. And then... Uh, I'm trying to think, like, who's the biggest football player I can remember? Dollar Bill's pretty big. Yeah, but I don't I mean, know if he's the biggest. They're, they're a big, you know, I'm trying to think, like, that 94 offensive line, with, like Melvin Hayes and, and John James, and all this. Jason Wisner was huge. Is there a big nose tackle, like Kyle Love? Somebody like that, maybe? Uh, just trying to remember. Has, who's a, has there been a, big, a good fat baseball player lately? Like <laughs> Wes Ray's big guy. Wes Ray. Wes Ray for for that. Either Wes Ray or Pete Young. I'm going to go with Wes Ray. So Wes Ray's the big baseball guy. Tierra McCown. For, and there's not a big football basketball guy. There's not a guy who's just like, I mean, Lincoln Smith, you know. Um, Dampier. But, I mean, I mean, seven-footers are yeah. – they exist, right? Reg, so for, Reggie was kind of – I mean, he wasn't a seven-footer, but he was thick. You know I mean? He was muscular. Yeah, but I mean, he was six he foot nine. Yeah. Deep, I mean, got, there are guys that look like him. Probably like a guy you're just like, oh, my Lord. Um, trying to think of like a football – just a – who's the – Porkchop Womack. We'll go with him. And his name's Porkchop. His name is Porkchop, yeah. So Porkchop Womack, Tierra McCowan, and Wes Ray. That's our three. America's Dogs want to know, have you – or I – have you do you like to hunt? I, I used to hunt a little bit. I haven't hunted in over a decade. Yeah. So it's I've been never been time. hunting. I, 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 you know, it's not the I'm against hunting. I'm yeah. for hunting. I like to eat meat. I, you know, I don't have a problem with guns, but I've just never been. I'm more so just against sitting in the cold waiting. <laughs> that, that's what I'm against. Yeah, it's not, I've always wondered like why they call it hunting. Sometimes it's, it's just it's, it's waiting. waiting. Now there are some that actually hunt, you know, take yeah. dogs out there and yeah, yeah. do the. But yeah, all the hunting I ever did mm-hmm. was sitting in a, in a deer stand or or mm-hmm. wherever, just, just waiting, hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah. Carter Bentley wants to know if cats don't like to be picked up, why are they baby sized? It's a great question. I mean, some there, cats like to be picked up. There are several things in life that are small that I don't think I'd want to pick up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, let's see here. Trey Robinson wants to ask me to answer what was uh, better, the beef belly or the pork belly. Uh, I think the pork belly was a little better, but the beef belly was fantastic. But the pork belly just it reminded me just of Just a texture thing? What's the I don't, I don't different? I, I like the taste of it a little bit better. Yeah, okay. So. If Mississippi State could just shoot 70% from the free throw line as a team, the MSU basketball team would only have one loss on the season. Do you think this is a tournament team if they go three and zero in the next three games? So they're eight and four. 
They'd be eleven and four and six and, six and one. Six and one in the conference. I, they would sure be projected to be there. Especially yes. the, the Florida win would be a good one for the net. I need to look at. I don't know. State's four losses. They can't be terrible in the net, right? Clemson, Dayton, Liberty, and Kentucky. Those feel like four teams that it should at least be top one hundred. Yeah, I mean Kentucky's so, probably got the worst record of all of them. Yeah, but they're going to be moving on up. Yeah. So. Let's see here. Uh, Matthew Anthony. This is a great question. Would you rather skydive or bungee jump if it meant Mississippi State would win a national championship in a top sport? I think skydive, actually. Yeah, the the, the shock the, of the, the, the shock rebound, of the I don't want to deal with. Because you're basically going up and down a couple Plus, different times. With skydiving, if you're not an amateur, somebody's there with you, right? They like they attach you to somebody. Yes. Somebody so, knows what they're doing. So if I go, somebody else is going to go, too. That's, that's the best part. And... I don't want to. I don't want to bungee jump. I feel like that would go badly for me. I'm trying to think. Like, I I don't recall ever reading a news story for either one though mm-hmm. that was like, oh, man dies in skydiving. Oh, oh yeah, man they, they dies in, yeah, yeah. In, in bungee jumping accident. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, they exist. So I'm not thrilled I'm, about either one. I would skydive, and I mean, I have a terrible fear of heights. The thing about skydiving is like, oh, you do, don't you? Yeah. You are just terrified of heights. I don't you, like you heights. Would... I would, but I mean, national championship. But I'm just saying, like, I would rather just be. I'm going down the whole time, as opposed to the bungee jump where you go down and then you're back up. I don't want to deal with it, but going back up. Yeah. So. Yeah, the skydive. It's just kind of like slow burn. They're both you know, the you're... same thing. You're falling, but then with the bungee jump, you go back up and you got to fall again. It's the skydive. It's over. You parachute. It's nice and leisurely on the way down. What sucks about the whole deal, though, is skydiving, if the parachute doesn't come, you, you have a long time to think about, oh my gosh, this is about you gotta, to hurt. You got enough, you gotta, well, it's not going to hurt, you're going to die. Yeah, you're just going to, it's true. You got enough time to make, say, a prayer and, you know. It's just going to be over. Yeah, like, can you attach me to a priest? Give me <laughs> the last rites. All right. Uh, given the depth of SEC baseball this year, what players are you looking to take on a bigger role this year for Mississippi State? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, Christian McLeod has got to build upon what he did last year and be a true Friday night, go out there, give you six, seven, eight innings kind of guy. That's the first. I mean, it starts with him to me. Well, I mean, it's he's going to be in the exact same role he was in a year ago. It's just now, hopefully, he'll have you know fifty six games or so in the regular season to do it, as opposed to four weeks. Um. Somebody whose role might actually change and, be- and and become a bigger part of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I think of, let's see, Cameron James. That's a good choice. Because, I mean, he- he's a guy that played in, I guess, most every game last year. Yeah. But now, moving into the middle infield, he's going to have to take on, he's going to have to be a humongous part of this team as as opposed to a complimentary piece that can just play good defense and mm-hmm. hopefully get you a knock or two. I mean, now he's going to have to be a, a heart and soul piece of that lineup. State really needs Brandon Pimentel to develop into the power Absolutely. Hit, hitter they need him to be. That 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 They really need that guy. If they get both of what we just said, Cameron develops be and, and Pimentel, fine. they will be perfect. Yeah. They will be. And that will lead to our next question, which comes to us from Will Frydenreich, who wants to know, is baseball a legit contender this year? Oh, I mean, yeah. they are. Oh, yeah. And they got a chance. I mean, just if a couple of guys deliver, they got a chance to be right there at the top. So, also wants to know what's your favorite movie snack? Popcorn. Popcorn. Yes, for sure. So, is that what you get when you go to the movies? Mm hmm. Okay. So, my kids get the popcorn and I let them get that. I get a hot pretzel with the cheese sauce 
and I get some Sour Patch uh, uh, strawberry candy straws. There you go. Love them. Can't go wrong with that. No, I, I'm. I love popcorn. I mean, I'll get popcorn just do you get all randomly the, the in the middle of the day. On them? No, I'm not too fancy with it. Oh. Uh, I just like popcorn. Okay. Uh, Nomadic Dog wants to know, why do they let people who played at one of the schools call a game like the National Championship game? Does ESPN not have other analysts available? I see his point, but at the same time, Herb Street is their lead college football color commentator. Yeah, well, I mean, you you see it. You would have seen it if the Braves got to the World Series this year. John Smoltz was calling it. Yeah, that's true. He's Fox. I mean, you know, you see it in other sports where, I mean, if the Cowboys get to the Super Bowl, there's a chance Troy Aikman could call it, right? Yeah. Oh, he's not their lead guy though, so I don't know if he. No. Is he their lead guy? He is their lead. If if Fox if if Fox has the Super Bowl, Troy Aikman Troy would be, Aikman on, the would be on the call. Yeah, so, for the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. you, you see it in other sports. It, it, it just it, is yeah. what it is. I mean, right now as we sit here in twenty January twelfth two thousand twenty one, next year's national college football game, national championship game, Kirk Herbstreit's calling that. Yeah. Before we even know who the teams are, so I mean, it's it's not you can't change the assignment based on the teams. Uh, let's see here. Jay Hammers wants to know. The Royal Rumble always has participants who would surprise everybody and get huge pops. If MSU had its own Royal Rumble, he wants to know, what would Dak's intro music be? I have no idea. I don't know what kind of music Dak listens to. Oh, I don't either. I don't. I, 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 yeah. We are family. No, stop. Stop it right now. <laughs> he also, what would get the bigger surprise stop. type pop between Dak and Jake Mangum? It's Dak. Dak. I mean, Jake... I love Jake, but he's around, right? I mean, he's come. To, he's, you see him at football game. He was at the bowl game recently. Dak has been back on campus what once? He was at yeah. the spring game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that plus Dak's legend continues yeah. to grow, and Jake's may too eventually. But yeah. he's he's still right now, you know, trying to get to the show. Dak is a national superstar. Yeah. So uh, it's just different. Yeah. Um, Dak would Dak would win the pop war there. Right. I don't know what his music would be though. No clue. Justin Fisher. And this is why I emphasized that word at the beginning of this podcast. Why does Brian always say, or wherever you get your podcast from at the beginning of each show, wasn't he ever taught not to end his sentences with a preposition? Why not just say wherever you get your podcast? Well, now I'm just going to do it every time now. I'm going to irk you, Justin. <laughs> he is right, though. I, sh- I, sh- I do know better. I- I'm glad I now understand why you looked at me so... From! Yeah, I, was, I-, I didn't know what the yeah. genesis of that was. I hope Justin, like, winced and then laughed. Jessica Wright, this is a first for us, I believe, a female wrestling question. Okay. I'm excited. Me too. And it's a fantastic question. This is actually question of the day, in my opinion. Knowing each wrestler had just visited the men's room, would you rather be the recipient of Mankind's Mandible Claw or Yokozuna's Bonsai Drop? They've both just been to the restroom. Mandible Claw. Oh, you're out of your mind. You're going to put that guy's put his hand in your mouth? After coming to the restroom? I'm going to hope that he washed his hands after he left the restroom. Uh, there's no getting that. No. The bonsai drop, he's got pants on. It's well, a, there's that, but didn't ma- Mankind always wore like the, when he was Mankind, he had like, he had little, like the, I'm just saying, the leather no, thing no, over it. I'm not letting anybody put anything in my mouth. No. Bonsai drop. Now, if he, she had said stink face, I might go mandible claw. But the bonsai drop, I can, he lands on your chest anyway more than anything else. You know, you get the face is sort That's of true. there, but yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Shout out to Yokozuna, by the way. One of the most underrated wrestlers. The Samoan guy from Japan. Yes, well. Still, one of the most (laughs) underrated wrestlers of all time. Uh, I mean, a totally dominant heel champion. Fantastic. Dalton Lee wants to know, 
Who do you think would win a debate between Leach, Saban, and Ed Orgeron during an open forum? Well, it's not Ed Orgeron. Um, Leach and Saban are both incredibly intelligent guys. Yeah. Um, Saban would be a lot more matter of fact, and Leach would just sort of like just talk. So in terms of winning a debate, I think it might be Saban because he would just answer the questions. He'd be more direct about yeah. it. Leach, yeah. you would have, you would go all over you, the place before you got to a right. Both of them, though, I mean, Leach knows so much about everything. Yeah. I, I, no matter what the topic was, you'd want that guy on your debate team. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how you debate. That is how you debate. What coaching matchup? Anyone in the country or in the NFL would be the best debate. What coaching matchup? Yeah. Would be the best debate. Yeah. For any, what'd you say, NFL or college? A- anything. Yeah, any two coaches, two coaches against each other. But they, but they got to be, in the, let's, let's, I'll put the caveat, he didn't do it, but same sport. So you can't just put like, you know, yeah. I don't know. So I, I want Belichick to debate. So who should he debate in the NFL? Who's the opposite of Belichick? Now, I'll tell you what what crossed my mind here, but you put the caveat of... Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm willing to listen. Go uh, ahead. Steve Kerr uh-huh. and Leach. Oh, no, no. Not not Steve Kerr. Popovich. That, that, yeah, that too. So Popovich and Mike Leach. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, there you go. There you go. That, that would be a, a hell of a debate. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sheldon Nations, MSU is currently sitting at 65 in the Ken Palm. How could playing team? How could teams playing significantly different numbers of games impact the 2021 bubble? 66 team is four and one. 61 team is three and two. Of course, State is eight and four. I mean, they're going to look at that. It's going to be sort of similar to what happened in football. I think they're going to try to pick the most deserving teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking basketball here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Allen was saying earlier that he thinks that everybody's going to look at conference schedule right. so much that heavier, makes sense, yeah. heavier than usual. So you got to keep winning in the SEC. Yeah, which right now you're in a good but spot. Yeah. You could be in a great spot had you held on against right. Kentucky, but you're still in a good spot. All right. Uh, Coach Haley, who I found out is someone else, sort of a terrible person, shall we say. We'll move on with our lives there. I don't know if I've seen this mentioned anywhere. While the overall record is o- above 500, State has had a losing season in three of the last five seasons. Is that cause for concern? Well, I mean, I feel like there's some outliers, right? Yeah. Like Peter Sermon is an outlier. You couldn't have known when you hired him that he was terrible. Um, and then last season is an outlier because you have you're playing a conference only schedule. I mean, if they had played non conference games, they would have won three or four of them. So they probably would have won six or seven games. Yeah, you're um, probably looking at a seven and six year. Seven and six at worst, you know. So I feel like there's some outliers. Now, now last year, and even in nineteen, there's outliers because I think if they have the full defense the whole year, they probably win a couple more games. So I, I, no, to answer your question, no, I don't think it's an issue. I, I don't, I don't think so either. No, but I mean, I get what you're saying though, for sure. Joel, I don't know what's going on. We got two ladies today asking us wrestling questions. Now, this is from Alicia Timms. It's actually from her ten-year-old son, All right. Sawyer. Let's go. Who do we think the first person will be in the Royal Rumble? Entrant one, yeah. Like coming, to, who who's starting yeah. this thing? Yeah. Uh you gotta have a worker. Yeah, they they usually like to have a worker. Rollins. I that's a good it's a good choice, but Ziggler? Ziggler's been one before though. 
trying to think storyline wise who might make sense right Mustafa now. Mustafa Ali to throw. Well, he's a heel, so you don't really want to start. Well, you start with a. I mean, you have a heel and a face. To start. But he would be number two. He would be number two. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you're you're so almost always going to open ricochet? it. Ricochet. That yeah. see see storyline wise that could work because he's yeah. kind of in a deal. I mean, you could go Ricochet and Ali one too because they're in a storyline. Story that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And that's two really good guys yeah. that could start it they off could, hot. They would, get it, they would get you hot, yeah. That's not a bad call. All right. Ricochet is our answer. What legend do we think will be in the Royal Rumble this year? I know the one that needs to be in there. Yeah, The Rock. The Rock needs to come and challenge Roman Reigns. Head he, of the table. Tribal Chief. That's what a great, that's a great storyline. Uh, the thing is, though, with that, and I've thought about this, I don't know if you want The Rock to win the Rumble for that because you could just make the match with yeah, him showing up. Yeah, you don't, you don't up need to do that. Yeah. And saying, you're the head of the table? Yeah, exactly. You don't really if that need- happens, I swear that's going to be <laughs> a, a moment for WWE. You're yeah, right. you, you don't need you, him you need, to win you the, need Rumble the, 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 the Rumble needs to be the Raw Champions match. Um, I assume I assume Goldberg is going to beat McIntyre when they wrestle. Because Goldberg doesn't come back to job, I don't think. So, so unless it's to set up something, what would they set up with this? Just just accept the fact that Goldberg's going to beat Drew McIntyre in a short match because Goldberg can't have a long match. It's gonna be you know, you're gonna be mad. So then the 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 winner who who takes the belt off of Goldberg? Braun Strowman? No, the Fiend. Do you finally get the Fiend? Does he even go over to Raw? I don't know. He is on Raw, isn't he? Yeah, Fiend is on Raw because he and Orton are in a thing the together right now. Okay, so the Fiend wins the Royal Rumble. That makes sense. Like you know, he couldn't be knocked out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. The, you know what the problem? Here's the problem: is that you and I are applying common sense to these ideas, and there is no common sense in WWE. Yeah. All right, Vince. That's just not. I want some good stuff. I, I, yeah. Bobby Lashley's gonna win. You know, it's something random. So. All right. Uh, if you had America's dogs again, if you had Nick Saban's paycheck for a year, what is your most frequent meal choice? So he makes like ten million dollars. So year. really, I mean, you can. I can eat wherever I want. What is my most frequent meal? I swear to God, if you say Applebee's, I'm gonna come. Across no, it, ain't, the it ain't Applebee's. There's some chicken tenders. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you in the face. Ah, uh, I'd be at Umi a lot. Yeah, having that. Having 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 some Anthony's here and there wouldn't be bad yeah. either. Yeah, steak, a lot of steak. Yeah. So, Kiva's right. Thing is, the stuff I really like is not like it's incredibly expensive. Yeah, I can eat it now. Yeah, I mean I couldn't eat it every day, but I couldn't eat steak every day. Yeah, but Kiva's right wants to know if you could have one of these two dishes on a cold winter night, which would it be deer stew or beef stew. I don't know that I've ever had deer. I don't know stew. That I've ever had deer stew, but I would sure be in for trying it. I'll try it. Yeah. Um. Thing about deer, I guess it depends on how you make it though. Sometimes deer can be incredibly dry. It can be, but in a stew, you think in that a would stew be a it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Um, and in a stew, it might somewhat taste. It may be one of those deals where it, it's meat. Yeah. It, you know, it's in a stew, and you so don't know it, would, it, it would kind of not sort of taste meat. any different. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, I, I, to answer your question, give me either one. I don't care. I'm I, not going to complain. Yeah. Are you? A, I like my stew to be sort of a little more liquid. I want a lot of gravy. Like I don't like stews that are just like a, a bit of gravy with a lot of meat and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I want a lot of meat. Yeah. I don't want it to look so like you hash. Don't, you don't like like the Campbell's chunky soups. No. 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 I don't mind if soup because there's enough liquid. Yeah. But it has to have some liquid to it. 
Oh yeah, I don't want it to just have zero liquid. Yeah, if that's what there's some asking. people who do that, and it's like it's, it just looks like hash more than anything else. Yeah, don't want that. Uh, Ace Swenson, have you seen Twister? The movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay. How many times have you seen it? Oh, several. But say I've seen it once, and it was in the theater, so it's been a long time. Oh, I've seen it a lot okay. more than that. What was the first bad decision Bill Paxton's character in Twister makes? Divorcing Helen Hunt, bringing the new wife to get papers signed, or doing it all during tornado sweet season? I will think for Helen Hunt back in the day, it might just be divorcing her. Yeah, but it was pretty stupid to bring his new woman to, yeah. to get the paper signed. I, I agree. Okay. I think I'll go with that. All right, and then follow-up question. Was he looking for a way back into the relationship with Helen Hunt? I just don't remember enough. I think no, because if that's the case, then you don't bring the your new woman with you. That's true. To the meetup to, to get the thing signed. So I don't think he was originally. Ended up working out for old Bill and Helen, though. Yeah, it worked out fine. Uh, another last one here from America's Dogs. Best Alabama receivers in the last 10 years. Top three. Well, Devontae's probably one, right? Is he? Julio. Julio Jones. Amari Cooper. Calvin Ridley. Devontae got the, Jerry, got the hardware to he show does, it. He does. I will I don't forever I, wonder how this year would have played out for Devontae. Um, if Waddle hadn't gotten if hurt. If Waddle hadn't gotten Who, hurt. By the way, could be mentioned with Judy and Ruggs and the rest of them. Yeah. I'm going to go Devontae just because he can hold up a Heisman Trophy. All right, so Devontae one, Julio two. Yeah. And then who's three, Cooper or Ridley? Oh, man. Can't go wrong either way. I say Cooper. I mean, Cooper's my Cooper's my first call there, but if, if you want to go the other way, I'm not against that at all. I mean, you're you're, you're picking between a $100 bill or two fifties. Same, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm good either direction, but uh, I think Devonte is. I mean, if you if you're toting a Heisman Trophy, then you get to sit on the throne here. Yeah, I was upset that I that this picture of Brandon Walker that he tweeted out, and I, I captioned it, his name is Robert Paulson, didn't take off more. I mean, guys, uh, the nomadic dog again. Why is W called W and not double V? English origins are German, and they pronounce it like double V in words, such as Volkswagen. It even looks like a double V. If you write it in cursive, it looks like a double U. That's true. Which is what it is. <laughs> I don't know, though, in answer to your question. I, mean, I don't know the answer. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not a linguist. I, I have to say that until you ask that question, I don't think I've spent a single second of my life wondering why it's a double U instead of a double V. But now that you've brought it up, I'll forever think about it, probably. Every time I write it, I'll think of your question. There but, you uh, Let's see here. Where are we? Uh, Stephen Norris, what is your favorite snow day activity? Um, making the snowman is pretty fun. To yeah. When you have kids, it's just different. So, you know, when I was in college and we'd have one, it's like, can we find a hill to, you know, careen down? But now, yeah, making a snowman or throwing snowballs or something yeah. like that. And I just like seeing the kids, what they come up with. Because as we were making it yesterday, mm-hmm. it was like, all right, Cal, what you going, what you, what you want to use for the eyes? You know, what you going to, he, he had a, a straw because he was still drinking some milk. <laughs> he wanted to use the straw for the nose. That yeah. was his, his thing. Like, I, I, I like seeing seeing their imagination at work and trying to make some little something out. So that's a lot of fun. All right. The Allegheny Boys Tennis Program. If Devontae Smith had played for MSU in 2005, how many yards and receiving touchdowns would he have had? 
Less than he had this year. Yeah. <laughs> like 600 yards receiving and three touchdowns. That's what I'm going with. Uh, why do I enjoy watching the men's basketball team more this year than I have in a long time? We've talked about They're it. They're fun to watch. They're they like, fun to watch. They seem to be, you know. They seem to like each other. Yeah. I mean, there's, they are an enjoyable team to watch. Even, you know, like the Kentucky game as it slipped away and things. I mean, the, the only one of the toughest segments to watch this year was probably the first half against Missouri. Um, and you and right. I sat up there in press area talking about they kind of act like they don't want to be here. And then they figured it and out. And then, boy, did they figure it out. Man, yeah. uh, they, they're just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what makes this team you know, more fun to watch than some others, but th- maybe it's just because they seem like they're having fun. I, but, yeah, you're right. They, they are a lot of fun to watch. Did you see this story, by the way? Somebody, somebody just tweeted at me about it. I, I sent this to uh, one of our listeners, Beastman Steve. This guy, so he has a hard drive that has the con- private keys to a digital wallet that contain. I don't know a whole lot about Bitcoin, but it has 7,000 Bitcoin. It's worth about $220 million. But he forgot his password. And this drive gives you 10 guesses before it will seize up and it will encrypt the contents forever. So after 10 guesses, there is no getting this money. It just disappears. Sounds kind of like a movie story, or at the very least a TV He's on eight. Oh, my God. He's got two guesses left before that money goes away forever. He has no idea what the password is. That's got to be, I mean, I, I don't know how you come back from that. That's that, You're talking about, you, you, I might jump off a building. That might be it. I mean, is there not some... That's like, what I'm saying. Know, like, can can the not company like a, cannot help you? They've got to have some sort of... Master, master or you know, something? Yeah. Or, back door. Or is there not some kind of... Was it War Games? The back door. Yeah. Get Dr. Falcon on this. He's got to be able to have one. Is there not some... I mean, like, you know, your email forgot password kind of... Is there That's not got to be something. Yeah, you would think. I don't know. That's an incredible story, though. There's a, there's a whole article about it. It's very interesting. Uh, let's see here. Jay Long wants to know how much does how much effect does having the, does no fans have on the basketball games? I mean, it's a noticeable effect in that road teams are winning at a much. It's in every sport so far. Yeah, road teams are winning at a much higher clip. Yeah, I've asked both uh, Ben and, and Nikki about this, and, and both of them have said that it's obviously different, and, and it kind of negates the whole home field home field home court advantage of it um, a little bit. I mean, there, there's still some advantages to the fact that you're on your home floor and you're shooting in your own gym, the one that you put up shots all the time at. I mean, it, there's something to that. So there's still for a sure, little bit of sure. a home court advantage, but I, I can't even remember now what it was the other night. Um, I think it was the women's game, maybe? Or maybe it was men. I can't remember. There was a call the other day, and the ref did not call a charge. And I told, uh, I think it was the men's game, because I think it was Garrick that I told, he wouldn't have been there for the women, so that if, like, the hump had been packed, that would have been a charge call. Because sometimes the officials kind of get caught up in the moment and the crowd's yelling, and it would have been a perfect opportunity to do that charge call kind of thing, and the place explode. Um, but it didn't happen. I, I, I think there's some of that. You know, some of some of the emotional calls yeah. that refs used to make because they get well, caught up in it, too, yeah. they don't longer make because yeah. it's not a packed house. I think back to the Kentucky game. When Calipari gets tossed, 
I mean, imagine a packed because if you're playing Kentucky, the, the hump is packed. Mm-hmm. He gets tossed. That place is going mad. I don't know that Kentucky could just turn around and go on a 10-0 run with the way the crowd would have been in that situation. They would have been losing it. So yeah, it's 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 huge for sure. Interesting question from Zach Cusack. If you could gain the ability to turn into any single animal at will, which would you pick? Something that fly, bird of some kind, so that you can. But I want to be a bird of prey. I don't want to have to be worried about getting picked off. Yeah. So I want to be like a bald eagle or something, a falcon. Yeah. Okay. It's good. I mean, you. you yeah. You're well, up there. Would you want to go that, or would you go like be a shark? You could swim. Yeah, but I mean. Once you're underwater, if you're underwater, it all kind of looks like water. That's right? a good point. Yeah. If yeah. you're flying in the sky, so fly. you, you okay, kind of have yeah, a perspective a that nobody else has. Good call. All right. Brandon Maskew. I'm trying to talk uh, Haley Denise, his uh, his fiance, I guess. Okay. Haley Hernandez is her real name. Uh, into getting married in front of the home <laughs> plate. Her real name? Well, I mean that's her Twitter handle is Haley Denise, but Haley <laughs> well, Hernandez. Could, is Haley Denise says. could also be her real name. Well, it's probably her middle name if I had to guess. <laughs> Trying to talk her into getting married in front of home plate entrance, the front of the home plate entrance at Duty Noble. Do you feel like this is a reasonable request? A little help here. First off, Brandon, I looked at her picture and your picture. You should do whatever she says. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, because uh, you know, you've outkicked your coverage here on this one, my friend. But that said, I mean, there are st- people who have gotten married in stranger places yeah. than in front of a baseball stadium. And you're asking a question to a dude that uh, proposed on the free throw line at the hump. So that's true. Very true. Uh, you're not going to get me to uh, to hate on you getting married in front of the dude. No. That said, if she's adamant, no, then don't push. Because you, I mean, if you assuming yeah. you want to get married. Yeah. So. Yeah. At the end of the day, continue to ask. Yeah. But go with what she wants to do. Yeah. For the rest of your life, by the way. If it doesn't cause you know bodily harm or right, something, right, right. I, you know, yeah. there, there. I guess there are some instances where you need to put the foot down, but. Happy wife, happy life. That's a real thing. It's true. But at the same time, slightly annoyed wife, amusing life is a real thing, too. It is. But you got to be careful. Know where the line is. Uh, Caleb Glover. First off, Caleb, charge your phone. 6%, for God's sakes. Uh, Quokkas. You know what a quokka is? I don't. It's a little... I I think it's a marsupial. Okay. I'm not sure, but it looks like a it looks like a teddy bear. Okay, it's like a real. And they always are smiling. They're very cute animals. They poop in cubes. All is right. this a cute feature? I mean, nothing about poop is cute, in my opinion. I've never. It's interesting. I've never once looked at a poop and thought, "Yeah, oh, that's cute." Not one time. No matter we're, what we're shape get a, it was, uh, we're gonna get a live reaction to Joel uh, seeing a quokka for the first time. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Hold on, that's not what I wanted to do. I'm just gonna have no idea where you're going with this. That is a quokka. <laughs> it looks like a little teddy bear, right? And they smile. They're always smiling. I will say, if ever I was gonna look at a poop and think that's cute, if that thing pooped a cube, yeah, that may be the time. Look at him. Look at him right there. He's all smiling. That's a real animal. <laughs> the quokka. 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 I I'd never heard of it until this moment. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Rank these baseball songs. Here's a great question. Glory Days, The Boys Are Back in Town. The Boys Are Back in Town is a baseball song? Boys are back in town. Guess who just got back today? The Wild Boys. I didn't realize it was a baseball song. Centerfield and The Cheap Seats. Centerfield won. 
I got to put Boys of Back Down last because I didn't know it was a baseball song until yeah, this moment I, in time. I'm, I'm with you. So Centerfield won. For me, and it may differ, mm-hmm. I like Cheap Seats. Cheap Seats is more of a baseball song than Glory Days is. Glory Days, the first verse is about I baseball. I a friend. Was a great yeah, baseball. the second best verse is about the girl. So we're Centerfield, Cheap Seats, Glory Days, Boys are Back Down. Uh-huh. That's right. it. Is Blitz Baca an intimidating team name? It's spelled Blitz, B-O-K-K-E. No. No. What, what is intimidating about this? Like, if you said, who, hey, who are we playing? Blitz Baca. Who? That's the Was that like Chewbacca's cousin? What is going on there? <laughs> is he from the, is he from Kashyyyk? Is he from the, the is a Wookiee? I don't know. Do you think Nick Saban can win a national championship at Mississippi State? If so, how many years would it take? That's a good question. It's a question a lot of people ask. I don't think so, but he would, could definitely elevate the program to a consistent 9-10 win program, I think. The question is, could he get the level of player? Right, that's, that's all it's about, yeah. That he gets in Tuscaloosa. And my question to you would be, why could he not? Just because he's in Starkville, he wouldn't be able to. I, I think. I think it's. I a, mean, like, is Tuscaloosa that much more attractive to be in than well, Starkville? Like, like, why can he not? It's not Tuscaloosa versus Starkville. It's the University of Alabama versus Mississippi State. That's true. You know, bigger stadium, more money in the program. I mean, it's just history, they, all that, all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, po- possibly, but not probably. That's what I would say. If you had to go today, though, and mm. hire one coach that had the best chance, it's him. Right, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's the best. Yeah. I mean, he's the best college coach yeah. ever. Yeah, I agree. Is he is he definitively now the best yes. college coach ever? I think yes. so. But. Won seven national titles at two different schools in this era of college football, where you can't just. I mean, I know Alabama stockpiles recruits, but not the way Bear Bryant did. Bear Bryant would offer 150 kids. You know, he he would put kids on swimming scholarships just to not have them go anywhere else. So yeah, uh, Buck says just for fun, if Saban were to retire after this win. Who would be the first call to replace him, not counting Dabo? That's a tough question. It feels like Sarkeesian would have been the guy. Would have just they would have just promoted him. But at the same time, you're in Alabama, you should do a national search. So who who would you call? Well, right now the hot thing to do is if you have an opening, you call Billy Napier. Yeah. He's gonna turn he's, you down. He's not he's not Alabama ready no. yet. Um would Alabama call Urban Meyer? Oh, I think you ask for sure. You, you need to ask, yeah, because he just keep it going. There would be no doubt. Um, honestly, like the best choices are guys who wouldn't come. Like you know, my first thought was like Pete Carroll. Would he come back to college football? I don't know. I don't know his 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 Lane Kiffin. I mean, he he would he would be on the next tier, the second tier after the. But I don't know who the top guys are. I mean, they're gonna ask Dabo, and my guess is he would say no. And then who are they going after after that? Mullen? No. Uh, Jimbo? Brian Kelly? You know, I mean, I just don't know. Gosh, man, that's just tough. It's, that's why it's almost guaranteed that unless Dabo says yes or Urban Meyer in the next couple of years, that they're going to drop off because there just aren't that number of guys out there. They just aren't. Uh, let's see here. Okay, 
Tanner Parsons is a good question, but I mean that's fourteen answers. I'm not. We're just. We're just not going to do that. It's just. I can't. <laughs> I don't see the question. So doesn't can't. matter. Um, the American Dream wants to know: Do you prefer the Traeger or the Green Egg for your barbecue, Daddy? I I I, I have a simple man. I use a Weber kettle. Um, I have friends that have Green Eggs. I have friends that have Traegers. They both say they're fantastic devices. Green Egg, it just takes a while, right? No, nah, it doesn't take any longer than anything else. Does not. No. Okay. No. Who is going to lead AEW against the elite? And why is it that egg-sucking dog, Tully Blanchard? He didn't say egg-sucking dog. I just threw that in. You could throw the Dark Order against them here because it would be a good chance to kind of turn them into the, the they face need to turn, They need, need to turn to be, face somehow because there's, there's too much. Uh, like with and it will command. work because Hangman is, yeah, is Hangman with the Dark Order could, now. Could lead them, and he was against the elite. Joel, once again, why do we not work for wrestling companies? Well, I, they're a company that I, they do things that make sense. Yeah, they do. So, Last one here. Could Dan Mullen succeed in the NFL, Daddy, since recruiting isn't involved? Maybe. Uh, he's a good coach. I think he could. The only, question, the only thing is, like, some of the stuff he does, the hokey stuff, he'd have to cut back on that. But as far as just play calling and game planning, he'd be great. be fine. And is that it? No, here we go. Gil Manclang. Would you rather see Mississippi State win a baseball national title next year or win the SEC West in football three times in the next five years? This is an unfair question. Because if State wins the West, they probably are playing for a national title. Yeah. I mean, you you almost have to go undefeated to win the West. So, I would take football. You're talking about you're probably in in the playoff three times. I mean, as a guy that has forever loved the Mississippi State baseball program, that I would love to see that team win a national championship but if you just look at it from you know 30,000 feet mm-hmm. and just the the benefit of the university and what it means nationally mm-hmm. I mean just think of what it meant for state to rise to number one for five weeks you're playing for the SEC championship three times in five years you are suddenly becoming one of the country's blue blood football program right so yeah. I mean you gotta you gotta go that route yeah uh, Chris Nail has our last two questions today. First of all, if he wants to know if Brandon Walker's milkshakes bring all the boys to the yards. No, but his, uh, you know what, never mind. Uh, <laughs> a lot of football coaches leave good situations to advance their careers only to flop. Do you have a top five of the worst crash and burn occurrences? The first one that strikes me are both Saban and Spurrier leaving college football for the NFL and just not any good. Especially Spurrier. Really not good. Um, Chip Kelly is sort of the same way, too. But he, Chip Kelly's first year, they were good, and then they they fell, they fell off. Um, Rick Patino, when he left Kentucky to go to the Celtics, they were terrible. Yeah. Just awful. They got they got unlucky in the draft. They should have been. Are we going strictly college to pro? Well, here? I mean, is I'm just, or, you know, what's a, what's a good example of a guy leaving a college to go to a bigger college and it just didn't work out? And Charlie Strong. <laughs> there would be a lot of Texas involved in this. I mean, right, it's early, so maybe too early to say. Mike Norvell may be an instance. That's way too early. And plus, I mean, Memphis to Florida State. Nah, come on. You got to take that job. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think. You know, Manny Diaz, when he left for Texas the first time, that flopped on him. Um, I don't know. Most of them are going to be like college to pro, though, I would think. It just hasn't worked out. Calipari was terrible in the pros. 
Uh, you know, Tim Floyd was terrible in the pros. I mean, it's just, it's just different. That's why you know, we talk about Mullins. So you, you just never know. So, all right, that's all for this week. Tomorrow's show will be a late show for us because we'll be talking after Mississippi State oh, plays gosh. Texas A&M. I know, right? Eight I o'clock, forgot. Eight o'clock tip after the Bulldogs and the Aggies. We'll recap that game. And I want to go ahead and start looking ahead a little bit to year two of Mike Leach. So we're going to start. We're going to start that process tomorrow uh, on the show. We'll have a, a little bit for that. Uh, just some just some things I want to I want to start talking about. You know, because I mean, in reality. We're probably two months away from the start of spring practice. Yes. So, and Zach Arnett watch continues. Oh yeah, Zach Arnett. We, we will continue to update that. Obviously, you saw uh, on Tuesday he interviewed with LSU. On Monday he interviewed with Oregon. Will, will he remain at Mississippi State? If we find out, we'll let you know. Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. We'll be back with you on Thursday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.